Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. It's another great day to continue our Lenten journey uh, towards that, that amazing uh, Paschal mystery that is the resurrection of Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'm Father Jason. And I'm Coach McKenna. Thanks for tuning in. And let's start off right off the bat with our scripture verse that we chose for today. Uh, and it's coming from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 26, which is, But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I think as we continue our Lenten journey, we're reminded not only of the choices that we make and how we prioritize our life, but through those Lenten practices that we've embraced um, during this, this particular season, we're also reminded of our dependency and our need for God in every aspect. Father, and I'll tell you what, yesterday uh, or the other day for your homily uh, for Lent was beautiful because you talked about, you know, giving up things and what you're giving up and, you know, you've proclaimed you're giving up Amazon, and which I think is a great thing. But I, but I, I think it's important that we start uh, giving up things, um, and, and that's good, but, but we also sacrifice and do things that we should be doing. Like I said, I added a half hour of definite quiet prayer, um, things that we normally used to do but get out of the habit of doing all the right. time and everything. And, you know, anybody could give up chicken or could give up, you know, I'm not going to drink during Lent and everything. And, you know, that's easy to do, and that's a great thing. And then we can't wait to the day that we go, we have that piece of chicken again, you know. But I, but I think the idea of getting back to our, uh, our foundation— our foundation of prayer, our foundation of doing things the right way, whether it be you going back to church every week, um, things like that. I love uh, your homily; it was great. I think it sent a great, it sent a great message, and where we ought to be with Lent. You know, and that's one of the important things because you know the central core of that that homily that I gave at the school was that we have to begin the journey towards deepening our relationship by first examining where we are. You know, what are the obstacles? What are the challenges? What are the roadblocks that are, are in our way? And, and where are we uh, missing the, the boat? And, you know, and one of the things that I go through all the time, and I've always been on a journey, and um, we're never going to be perfect in that journey um, because, you know, the guy we're trying to be like, he was perfect. And I don't think anybody is going to be that perfect. Um, but it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Our schedules get in the way. Our families get in the way. Or we let them get in the way. Um, and I think we have to find time where God comes first. And I find that when I have those days um, that when God comes first and I put God first, Everything else falls into place for me. It just, it just feels good. You know, even with your conversations at home, you're talking to people during the day, there's that ease about you and everything. And those days I, I don't start right with God is the days, uh, like I was telling you the other day, that I was off-centered. Uh, and I didn't get that chance to do that and everything. And I, you just don't feel right. And I think once you get to that, you know you're on the right journey. Yeah, no, it does make a difference because when you're when your your faith life, when your spiritual life is that central to who you are, any kind of variation to your your routine that prohibits that time in prayer, that that moment to just be able to let go and and let God take center stage, really does show itself. Um, I know that as you just mentioned from my own life experience as well, uh, and and that's really what we're we're aiming for on our Lenten journeys is to 
to be honest with ourselves and to say, you know what? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't do that as well as I should. I don't put enough time in for that. Uh, or, you know, you know, I need to recommit myself to X, Y, or Z. And, and then to ask God for the grace to do it. Because um, it's important to recognize that we're, we're not doing it on our own. Uh, we're, we're brought into a community of faith where we're asked to be recognizing of that fact in every aspect of our faith and how our brothers and sisters play a central role to lifting us up and, and sometimes even picking us up. And I think it what's even more important that um, we've gotten uh, in the habit of everybody does this, is, you know, is we have to tell everybody what we're doing. You know, it's important, you know, and I guess that's the social media thing. Hey, I, I prayed this morning. And then you're on Facebook. Hey, I spent 10 minutes in prayer today. Who cares? Because you know what? You're not out there trying to impress everybody else. And I, and I think that's a key. You know, it's even like I was reading a book last night that was all hot, and Father gets all wound up because I highlight everything. <laughs> and I send him a high page. I highlight it the whole page. But in, in the book, they're talking about how this baseball coach, and I'm not going to give up the book yet because I'm not totally done with it, but how they did service for a week, their whole team, but nobody knew about it. Just because it was the right thing to do, not because they needed their picture in the paper or they needed everybody to say, oh, look at that team. They're doing this. They're doing that. And I think that's what this is about. It's about how are you willing to help others without really caring who gets the recognition or, you know, and, you know, and please, I don't want every politician calling today, but, um, you know, it's just like politicians. You know, we do these turkey drives and everything. And I was a police officer for years and I used to watch these politicians show up, give one turkey yeah, get their picture taken, they'd be gone, you know, and, and it was about the picture, not about the deed that we're doing. And I think we need to go back to what the deed is that we're doing and not worry about the recognition. Uh, I completely agree with you. You know, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing is, you know, what we're reminded of. That was uh, actually, yeah, that's actually, uh, somebody said that in the last couple of days that I heard that, and it, and it may even been you. Uh, I may even well, have been I, listening you to know, you. If I said it, it was only because I was quoting Jesus, but. <laughs> okay, yeah, but that's what I mean. You know, you brought it up, and but, it, but it's the truth, you know. But we're in a society, we have to tell everybody, you know, what we're doing. I think we need to go back to the mirror society. Look in the mirror and answer to yourself. Was I, did I, was I a better Christian today? Well, you know, was I a better man today? Did I work hard? And the only person you really need to answer to is you and God. You know, and that, that brings us actually to one of the practices that St. Ignatius Loyola was a huge advocate of, was doing a nightly examine. And if you don't do a nightly examine, it's, it's very simple to do. And I would encourage you to pick up the practice because it can really make a difference in your life. And, and what the idea is, is to take a moment at the end of your day, maybe right as you're you're about to go to sleep and to to examine your entire day see where you've made uh, growth in, in your relationship with God and helping others and putting the needs of others before your own as well as recognizing those moments where you missed opportunities to be helpful to others or you maybe got distracted in, in your prayer or uh, became so disfocused on what you needed to do that your your day kind of completely went in a different direction than it should have but then inviting God into the midst of all of that awareness uh, of how your day went and asking him to give you the grace to do better the next day. 
Yeah, and I, and I think you're absolutely right because uh, one of the things I was thinking the other day when I was doing one of those self-evaluations, and I was actually thinking about Jim probably laying out in Arizona in the sun for a couple of weeks and everything. But really, I was thinking about how this radio show has been good for me because one of the bad habits I've always had is that in conversation um, – I didn't really listen to the people that were talking to me because I was so quick to want to give an answer, you know, and you're thinking about what your answer is going to be, where when you're on the radio, you know, you have to stop. You can't over talk people and you have to listen, you know, to have a response back. And this station and doing this radio show has been a blessing for me. So I think God, in a lot of ways, hears your prayers and what you're trying to improve on. And it puts you in situations that help you improve on them. Yeah, that stopping and listening is actually a really important thing that, as a priest, I've learned in working with individuals, especially in the confessional, as as well as just doing spiritual direction, is that oftentimes when people are struggling with their relationship with God, that they'll you know they come and they seek out a priest, which isn't out of the ordinary on that front. Um, but when when I'm speaking to someone who's struggling in that, I always ask them, "What's your prayer life look like?" That's one of the first questions I'll ask, and and more often than not, there's one of two responses that usually ends up coming out is one, there isn't a prayer life. And then, of course, it's not surprising that there's a struggle of recognizing God in their life if, if you haven't developed a relationship. But then the other response is a litany of all these different prayers and devotions that are done. And I always ask the individual after they've listed off all the different prayers and devotions that they do every day, at what point do you stop to just listen? And more often than not, in both cases, whether there's a lack of a prayer life developed or a series of devotions that almost become a uh, just a routine to go through, uh, you know, we miss the point. If prayer is meant to be a relationship with Christ, we have to stop and give him a chance to speak as well. And I really think it's how you deep you get into your prayer. And you're right. You've got to learn to listen back. I've had mornings where I'm my route to work is up 95, and I just keep going. And I'm supposed to get up at 206 in Lawrenceville. Well, there's been times that I get so much into what I'm doing with my prayers, who I'm praying for, what I'm listening to, that a couple times I've ended up in Pennsylvania. And because <laughs> it's a straight drive, of course, it's 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, not a lot of traffic and everything. And But I always laugh at myself about that, but there are the days I have those good prayers because you're so sucked into it, and, you, and, and you're waiting for that answer, and, you, and, you, and, you, and you're right. You've got to learn to listen, and that's hard to do, especially as being a coach, a type A personality, when you're always being the one who's directing everything and everything, is just sometimes stop and listen to your players. Listen to your prayer. Listen to your players. Listen to what they're telling you, and they'll make you a lot smarter. Yeah, and then, you know that's one of the things that I really like about the fact that when we do these team Bible studies is when the coaches are there and are able to join us, it makes a real difference, I think, in the overall effectiveness of what we're trying to accomplish in building up the team as a whole because when the coach is there, it adds an element uh, to the dynamic that doesn't exist otherwise in, in the fact that it gives the coach an opportunity to be a part of the conversation, to be able to hear what the players are talking about, to be able to hear how the players might be struggling in this aspect or what the players are looking for more so than anything else. I mean, I thought the other day when we had our first Bible, uh, baseball Bible study, having Coach Trulis there and then have him answer some of the questions was so valuable. And for not yeah. only for the kids to get to know him a little bit different, um, but, but for him to hear the kids. 
Yeah, especially when we went down the line, which always kind of makes makes them a little nervous. But when we went down the line of all the baseball players and said, all right, what's the one thing you want to see continue from last season or that you're looking forward uh, from your teammates? And as they went down, a lot of them said different things, you know. But a lot of it was centered on this whole idea of camaraderie, brotherhood, support, you know, encouragement. You know, it was, it was all that coming together language and verbiage that we've been teaching them um, were some of their first responses and then, of course, they, they expanded upon what they meant by that, which was unique to each of them. You know, and, and I believe that's what we're trying to develop. But I think we first started this. This is the thing we were going for. Um, I came, came up with a real, you know, I've seen a neat saying. I've, I've used it a couple times now. But, you know, we talk about our culture all the time. And I think that's what, what your faith is. It's your culture. And... Um, it basically the saying says culture eats strategy for breakfast, and I really believe that. I'll take a team that's nitty gritty, hardcore, works hard, has a faith based foundation. I'll take them over any time over a bunch of pretty boys, uh, you know, over pretty anytime because I think the gritty guys will win over pretty anytime. Just ask gritty down at the Flyers, you know. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, I think that gritty, and I think that's what we've developed is those gritty guys that are getting into their faith and everything and are willing to talk to each other and create that brotherhood. And speaking of gritty guys, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we're going to have on with us Paul Gannon from Christian Brothers Academy, who, who certainly fits the bill and really does a lot to promote the faith over there at CBA. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate and we are totally listener-supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Hey, we're thrilled to death you're here, buddy. With all the little technical stuff and everything, we finally made this happen. Yeah, of course, of course. 
Hey, Paul, they speak highly up there of you. And, uh, and you know what? I want everybody to kind of know you like uh, we've gotten to know you a little bit. So give us a little background on who Paul Gannon is. Thank you. Uh, so my name's Paul Gannon. I'm a senior at Christian Brothers Academy. Um, I'm the senior captain on the crew team. Um, I've rode for four years, a, and uh, I work heavily with the campus ministry department of Christian Brothers Academy. Um, you know, I had whenever we set up masses or, um, you know, reflections, I like to spearhead those. Um, Eucharistic minister, altar server for my, uh, and lector for my uh, parish, St. Teresa of Calcutta in uh, the merged parish in Bradley Beach and Avon, New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, I, basically I like to uh, incorporate, um, you know, God into any way I can really throughout my uh, activities at CBA, whether it be with rowing or, um, you know, teaching in theology class or, uh, you know, as a senior, I'd like to look out for the young, uh, you know, younger classmen, underclassmen. And, uh, yeah, that's, bas- that's basically me. Hey, Paul, it's Father Jason here. Uh, just uh, so all of our listeners understand a little bit more, because rowing is not a, a common sport that you see in high schools. Yeah. So uh, if you want to explain yeah. a little bit more about rowing and, and how you managed yeah. to find yourself uh, particularly in that sport. Of course. Um, so I, uh, being a beach rat, I kind of started off uh, swimming. You know, I love the ocean, love pools. Um, but once I hit high school, you know, after having swam for, you know, my whole life, uh I heard a crew, you know, I didn't really know too much about it. Um, and the main, main proponent of our sport is uh, ergometers, the rowing machines that, you know, people see in the gyms or, you know, places like that. Uh, so basically, you know, I just hopped on the erg one day and, uh, you know, just kind of really liked the uh, physical aspect of it. And now here I am four years later, um, just committed to Drexel University for a rowing scholarship. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's this, this sport has opened up doors for me that, um, I never really would have thought possible. Uh, I've made lifelong friends throughout this sport and, uh, I've really, you know, been able to test my grit with it, which is something that, you know, not a lot of people get to say. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm blessed each and every day that I'm able to go out in the boat. You know, we have like eight, eight guys or four guys to a boat. Um, yeah, just, just have a good time. Now, so, go ahead, go ahead. so uh, you know, it's kind of like that uh, Navy SEAL mentality, the, them and the, the yeah, life raft. It's that you and eight guys together, you know, against yeah. the world, I take it, right? Yeah. So, uh, like, to that point, you know, um, my cousin, he's on SEAL Team 3, um, you know, God bless his soul. Uh, so I've kind of taken a lot of what he's been able to teach me and try to incorporate, um, you know, different aspects of that, that, that stoic uh, you know, perspective into my life, you know, um, looking forward to, you know, the, the brighter side of the future, seeing that light at the end of the tunnel, which is tough because, you know, a lot of people, they'll get caught up in whatever, uh, you know, whatever they got going on. And uh, it, it's hard to kind of see that light through the tunnel. So, um, you know, as I said, it's just, it's a blessing to be able to find people who can kind of lift you up, show you that light as opposed to, you know, people who are just always down on you or, you know, negative. It's, you know, you, you got to find that happy balance. 
Well, your that happy life. balance comes from, can you imagine trying to do this? And I can't even imagine how tough rowing is because I know it's that, that sport where it's just that nitty-gritty, you know, you got to dig down. Oh, yeah. But if you didn't have your faith, and if you weren't faith-based, how hard would this sport be? I would. Uh, I don't think I would be where I am today without it. Now, I'm not going to let you go because apparently you attended elementary school, if I'm right, down at St. Rose, right? I did, yep. Uh, Belmar, Belmar, New Jersey, St. Rose. Um, got when there, third grade. So I've had, you know, I've had a Catholic-based education my whole life. Um, you know, through that education, I've been able to explore, you know, a deeper sense of what it is I believe in, which, you know, is, is really important. Um, as opposed to just, you know, blindly, you know, doing, you know, not even really contemplating, you know, what it is you're putting your faith in, which is, you know, which which something like with younger kids, I mean, they kind of just do it, you know, but there's a, there's a immeasurable value to that. Now, Uh, I got to be right on this because uh, nobody lives that close to the shore, to the beach and everything. You got to be a surfer too. Oh, yeah. I'm a love Surfing, kayaking, boogie boarding, body surfing. I'm a lifeguard in the summers, too. So, yeah, I love the beach. That's great. I'll tell you, one of the things on my bucket list is I my surfing days might be over. Once you see my body, you don't understand why I'm a little broken up. But might have to learn how to board surf or something like that. So I may be calling you over the summer to get you to teach me here. Oh, sounds like a plan. Hey, Paul, Father Jason again. Hey, so, you know, in light of your uh, particular athletic interest and the nature of crew, I mean, there is, I remember when I went out for crew sophomore year at college, um, that didn't last long for me is when we were talking a, a while back about this in light of the being at the boathouse at 530 in the morning, uh, didn't really agree with me. But you get really oh, close yeah. to those other guys in the boat and in light of just the effort that you have to go through and, and what you have to really push yourself and be motivated by one another. How have you seen that dynamic influence you overall as an athlete, as an individual, as a man of faith? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the great thing about Christian Brothers Academy, and for those of you that don't know, it's Lincroft, New Jersey. Um, the great thing about that is we preach about brotherhood. So essentially coming out of Christian Brothers Academy Whatever class you're in, whoever's been to CBA, who's ever, you know, is leaving CBA now, you're all part of this new brotherhood. And uh, so something that rowing has helped me, like, uh, immeasurably would be um, that I really was able to form an even deeper sense of this brotherhood with guys who, you know, I train with every day, with guys who struggle, um, the same as I would, you know, during practice and really, you know, guys who all pull for the common goal to succeed, you know? And, uh, so it, it, you know, and as much as we do preach brotherhood, it's tough to, you know, get real close with kids who are just, you're in like specific classes with, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you maybe see them at lunch, maybe you see them in the library, but, um, with rowing, it's a consistency. And, uh, you know, just being able to go out and you know you're going to see the same guys um, on the same day and you're all going to – it's going to hurt. It's not going to feel great, but you're all going to go through it together. That's kind of what pushes you towards that finish line. Now, uh, Paul, where are your boats at? Where do you guys uh, row at? 
We row out of um, in Oceanport, the Shrewsbury Sailing Yacht Club. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, I imagine in the off-season, or even now, you spent a lot of erg time, because you, you mentioned the ergs earlier, and uh, I think they're oh, one yeah. of the best machines that are out there, and uh, you've got to spend a lot of time on that erg. We spend uh, a measure of, like, you know, and I, I can't even count that high how many <laughs> meters we put up on those ergs uh, collectively. And then, you know, we've got guys that come in every morning, uh, like, you know, before school starts, before the sun rises. We got guys that do it right before they go to bed. I mean, it's it's a constant um, – it's definitely a love-hate relationship uh, with a machine, which is, you know, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, well, I understand that. You know, I, I run the weight room at Notre Dame, and I we got a couple oh, of yeah, machines. Our guys, our guys hate them. They hate them, and yeah. someday if they're disappeared, I know they stole them on me. But they love them exactly. at the same time because they know how good they are for them. Exactly. Yep. Hey, Paul, so uh, not to put you on the spot, but when we first met, we met at a discernment event, and it was uh, great talking with you at that. And I, I was really inspired by, you know, the diversity of the things that you're involved in and, and just the nature of your personality was was quite impressive. Um, you know, everyone was, was really impressed by you, but... Yeah, that's pretty typical of CBA guys. Uh, but being open to discerning the priesthood is something we always invite every young man to consider doing, and it was great that, that you are open to that. Uh, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on, on that aspect about, you know, just being open to what God's leading you to? Well, a philosophy, I'm, you know, which is hard for, like, everyone to kind of adopt, which is something I'm working towards, is um, really that that uh that term that phrase you know don't knock it till you try it but <laughs> for me really like i don't understand why anyone would ever close off an opportunity to themselves why they would never give it a second thought um so you know in terms of the priesthood i know some kids like especially nowadays it's stuff they hear the word commitment and it's you know, everything just kind of falls by the wayside um just shuts down which is it's sad but I, it can be remediated you know kids can if if they just give it a second thought you know and do a little bit more research you might find you know a whole lifelong career a, a, a deeper meaning a deeper passion to it um so for me like you know the with the prospect of discernment um I, you know and a lot of a lot of guys are and something that i really liked about um that uh you know, that, that whole presentation, you know, uh, called by faith was that it explained, you know, discernment doesn't mean you're going right into the priesthood, you know, like with flying colors. It's, it gives you the opportunity to kind of explore all there is, um, that comes with our faith. And, you know, there is a, as I, I, you know, I'm saying there's an immeasurable value to that. Um, and Paul, with that, we're going to have to cut you short because we've just run out of time. Thank you so much for joining us on Just Be You. All hey, right. Sounds good. Have a good one. Thank you. Paul, uh, thank you. It was unbelievable, and we'd love to talk to you again sometime. All right. Sounds good. All right. Hey, for all our people out there in Just Be You land, um, hey, let's have a great week this week. But you know what? Find somebody, anybody. Let's make a difference in somebody's life this week. Uh, how you do it? I really don't care. But let's go out and make a difference and have a great week.